All right. We're going to continue on in our series today that we've uh, called Who Do You Think You Are? And we're talking about our identity in Christ and how important it is for us to know who we are in Him so that we can really live the full and abundant life that He has for us. And we've talked so far about being chosen and about being loved and how we're to reflect that love into the world around us. And we're going to pick up that theme a little bit more today by talking about being ambassadors. Uh, So that's kind of where we're heading on the journey. Uh, This last week, Alice and I and most of the staff were up at a conference, a vineyard conference. Um, The vineyard is... uh, in case you didn't know this about the vineyard, there are 600 vineyard churches in the United States, and there's another 3,000 worldwide, and we're part of the vineyard and have been for a long time. And every other year we do a regional conference, and on the other years we do a national conference. This was our regional conference, and our region uh, for us is, is Florida and Puerto Rico. There's 16 uh, regions, and so that was our region, and they held a conference in Miami. It was fun to go. Alice and I have been going to these conferences for 30 years now. And uh, it's, I always chuckle when I go because I go there and people that we've been in ministry with for the last 30 years, I walk around and go, wow, these guys are looking really old. And, and then I know that doesn't work well <laughs> because we, we're all about the same age. So uh, it's, a, it's a little bit of a reality check for us. But we have, a, we have such a great time when we go. Uh, as our kids were growing up, we always took them to all the conferences. We, we used to tell them it was vacation though. And uh, they didn't know it was just work. But, uh, uh, and so now it's, it's fun to have, you know, Doug's on staff here. And so, uh, obviously he was there and he brought his boys and, uh, they had a good time. They're starting to uh, figure out how that is. And they get great ministry times at those things. Our kids always got to enjoy that. In fact, one of my daughter's best friends to this date is uh, another young woman that she met at a vineyard conference some years ago, uh, PK from another spot or involved in ministry. So very cool that those things happen. And so my grandsons are in it now. And then we actually, Alice and I took one of our granddaughters with us, my, one of my daughter's daughters. Uh, and uh, so she could experience it. She's very outgoing. So she loved it. She had a great time. We were, we were worried about, you know, the, they took field trips and stuff that maybe she wanted, man, she was all in. I'm going. And uh, she went on trampolines and Chuck E. Cheese and all that stuff. But it's great to be a part of something like that. Uh, in our region, there are four areas. Puerto Rico's one, northern Florida, central Florida, south Florida. And Alice and I actually oversee south Florida, about 14 churches. Um, where we're here if they need anything and we we kind of help them wherever we can and it's all about relationships so just uh, so you all know we're part of something bigger all of us and that's kind of fun to be a part of something and to do it for a long time so uh, but we're back and we're going to press on in our series now a couple of bad jokes before we get going I recently read that icy was the easiest word to spell I didn't understand it first but now I see why All right, all right, I told you, bad. I've been uh, trying to organize a hide-and-seek tournament, but it is not easy. Good players, really hard to find. (laughs) All right. Scripture reading here on purpose. 2 Corinthians 5, 16 through 21. So from now on, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ... He's a new creation. The old is gone. The new has come. All this is from God who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation. That God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message 
of reconciliation. We're therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making His appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us, so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. Blessed be the word of the Lord. We're going to dig into that passage a little bit today. Talk about being an ambassador. Uh, a dictionary definition of ambassador is an, an official envoy, especially a diplomatic agent of the highest rank accredited to a foreign government or sovereign as the resident representative of his or her own government or sovereign or appointed for a special and often temporary diplomatic assignment. It's a great definition, I think. Um, and, and so what I want to do is make sure you understand this that the Apostle Paul in Philippians 3.20, the verse is in your notes, go look it up later, Philippians 3.20, says that we are, as believers in Christ, we are citizens of heaven. That, that when we come to know Christ as Lord and Savior, we become citizens of heaven. Another very important part of our identity, and so it's kind of a twofer today, you're a citizen of heaven and you're an ambassador of the Lord. So by definition, we're representatives of heaven appointed for a special and temporary diplomatic assignment. So I, I like for us to think about who we are in this matter um, that, that so, you know, the reason we, we come to know Christ and we're not immediately zapped up into heaven is because we have mission. We have purpose. There's things for us to do. And, and so we're to be living representatives of heaven because we're already citizens of heaven in Christ. And, and I want that to impact us on this journey. See, part of the problem that we face is that we, we are sort of constantly putting ourselves into the center of our own story. And we try and live life there in the center of our story when things revolving around us. But you weren't created to live that way. So you were created to be a part of His story. And so He needs to be at the center. And we sort of, our lives revolve around Him. He's the noun of the story. We're the adjectives. And when we get that figured out, we experience life in a much fuller way than we do if we're the center of the story trying to make it all work. And so uh, as we take in in our identities who we are in Him, I think it allows us to kind of breathe and be at peace and not feel like we've got to be, you know, in the center of everything. And, and we let Him be the center and we, we're continually asking, you know, how do we live this out with You, Lord? And, and we begin to realize we're part of something much, much greater. And that ultimately what we're doing is we're representing uh, Him as citizens of heaven, as an ambassador for Christ. So... I want us to, to sort of look at what it means to be an ambassador. And that passage that we just read, I think, really helps. So let's pop in there and we'll talk about it. First uh, point is this. Very important, how we see people. How we look at people. How we regard people. Second Corinthians 5.16. So from now on, now citizens of heaven, we regard no one from a worldly point of view. Though we once regarded Christ in this way, we do so no longer. We're going to see things differently. And what we need to do is we need to start praying and asking God to help us to see the way that He does. See, when God looks at people, the Bible tells us that, that God um, looks at the heart. Man looks at the outward things, but God looks at the heart. And, and now as people led of the Spirit, we're, we need to ask Him to help us to see people that way as well. We, we always want to see, I've used this phrase here quite often, we want to look at people and see the beauty of their potential. That's what God does with us. 
See, he looks at us and he, when Jesus is relating to people, watch, when you read through the scriptures, you see Jesus relating to people who are, who are far from him and yet are drawn towards him. But the way that he treats them is he treats them all the time, seeing the beauty of their potential, who they could be when they, when they come to know him and walk this walk out. And he treats them in that manner. And that's huge. And so we need to ask God to help us begin to treat people that way, to see the beauty of their potential and, and to, to you know, relate to them on that basis. Part of the, the way that we do that, one of the helpful things, is by realizing this, point number two, that we're new creations in Christ. We've said that throughout this series. I've, I've had you look at that verse every week, 2 Corinthians five seventeen. Therefore, if anyone is in Christ, they're a new creation. The old is gone, the new has come. And, and I said, what's important for us to grasp here is the tension. See, in Christ, we're new creations. Uh, and I, I, we've talked about being justified. And that because we're justified when we come to Christ, God sees us in the perfection of His Son. And, and yet where we sort of sometimes struggle with that whole concept is we understand the reality is we, we're still got some mess in our lives. If, if, when we're honest, we know that there's still some stuff that needs to be um, righted by the Spirit. He's working on us. Uh, you know, I, I chuckle all the time, so we've been walking with the Lord 33, 34 years, some, a long time. And um, there's still so much work that needs to be done. I'm, I'm shocked sometimes about how snarky I can be. Uh, just out of the boot, just a snark. Uh, you know, I don't, and sarcasm will pop up. And how quickly I judge people when I'm driving uh, <laughs> shocks me. Because I know I'm not a great driver anymore either. I mean, I just, and I'm like, but I'm so quick to, and so, and, and I think, well, I've been doing this, I've been walking this walk for a long time. I shouldn't be like that. You know, I'm a new creation, and yet all this old stuff is there. Well, see, uh, it's important for us to get a hold of that and, and understand this. This, I think when we get that, well, you know what Jesus says here in Matthew 7, 3 through 5. Why do you look at the speck of sawdust in your brother's eye, pay no attention to the plank in your own eye? How can you say to your brother, let me take the speck out of your eye when all the time there's a plank in your own eye? You hypocrite. First take the plank out of your own eye and then you'll see clearly to remove the speck from your brother's eye. See, that verse is so important. What, what Jesus is saying is, listen, you've got so much stuff that, that the Holy Spirit needs to work on in you. You've got a lifetime's full. You're going to be on this process of sanctification until you're glorified. That's when we finally get there. And so it's, it's, it's enough of a project that really you should be so occupied on that that it's looking around and seeing other people's mess shouldn't be part of your deal. And yet it's easier to see other people's mess than it is your own. And yet Jesus is saying don't, you don't want to get stuck there. You, you want to continue to look. Well, as we continually honestly realize how desperately we need His grace and how much work we have in us, it really helps us then to apply that grace to others and not to become judgmental and critical which is key to being good ambassadors as citizens of heaven here in the Lord. We, we get that the Holy Spirit is working on us and we're in process and He's moving towards us. We're trying to live by doing the next right thing. We talk about that here all the time, but we fail. When we fail, we can go back to the Lord, which is what we're supposed to do. And we, we settle accounts. So I, I really try and do this now. When I realize I've been snarky, which is fairly often, or sarcastic or something, I really try and go back to wherever that happened and sort of make it right. And I'll say, look, I'm sorry I was snarky or sorry I was sarcastic or whatever. But I also try and get to the Lord and I, I try and sort of straighten it out with Him. And, and now that's the idea of conf, you know, confession. 
but people think, oh, it's just going to say you're sorry. It's not at all. C- confessing is, is the, the word is homologeo. It's same word. You're basically just going to God and go, you were right. I was wrong. You were right. I was wrong. And, and I'm, I, I'm already, I've been forgiven at the cross. It's kind of a reminder when I go and ask for it that I've been forgiven in what he's done and that I'm in this process of yielding to the Spirit and I need his grace in order to live and reflect that to others. And so all of this is happening. And when I realize my desperate need for his grace in him, uh, it should keep me in a spot where I'm less apt to get critical and judgmental and start picking on everybody else's stuff when I got a, a whole bunch of stuff that's going on in me. And then he loves me all the time. So, yeah, good, go on, do the next right thing. Out you go. And that's who he is. And I love that about him. Years and years ago, when I first started preaching, uh, I, I did this sermon on that verse in Matthew 7, 3. I had this great idea, I thought. So I was a young, young Christian, young man. And I, I got a pair of uh, glasses, and I popped the lenses out of them, and I actually uh, taped a branch coming out of the lens. <laughs> and at that part of the sermon, I, and I, I told my wife, and, and she's like, oh, please don't do that. No, it's going to be great. She's like, oh. And, and I, I did it during the sermon, and it didn't really go very well. But... Um, her, her biggest thing was, is this what I have to do for the rest of my life? Really? Is it? Please tell me no. So anyway, I think about that. I always think about that. But it's a pretty good reminder of what's happened. Now I just remember how funny it is. Third, the message of reconciliation. 2 Corinthians 5, 18 and 19. All this is from God, who reconciled us to himself through Christ and gave us the ministry of reconciliation that... God was reconciling the world to himself in Christ, not counting men's sins against them. And he has committed to us the message of reconciliation. Now, the message of reconciliation is the good news. It's the gospel. And I want you to know the good news in the gospel. So we bring it up here all the time. I want it to be a part of your DNA. I want you to have it in you. So when I say gospel, you think immediately of 1 Corinthians 15, 3 and 4, that Christ died for our sins, that he was buried, and that on the third day he rose again, that you have that in you. So when anybody says good news or gospel, that's what you connect with. That's the simple message that people have to hear and receive by faith in order to be moved out of darkness into light. That's it. That's the, the heart of it. You know, we, our sin had separated us from God. But God came, and Christ came, it's perfect, sinless life was given in exchange for ours. He paid for our sin so that we can be reconciled to God. That's the heart of God. He wants to be with his children. We looked at the prodigal son last week, and I said that's really the heart of that story. He was, wanted his sons to be with him. And, and so as people who have accepted, um, that responded to that invitation uh, of the good news, um, we're now tasked with sharing that news with others so that they can be reconciled to God as well because that's the heart of God, which is where we get point number four, that we are His ambassadors. That's our mission. That's our purpose. Verse 20, we are therefore Christ's ambassadors. As though God were making His appeal through us, we implore you on Christ's behalf, be reconciled to God. God is, is in effect, using us to implore others to become reconciled to, to Him. And so it's an outward focus that, that we're to have. We're to love people the way that God does so that may they might come to know Him. Most of you will know this verse, John three sixteen and 17. For God so loved the world that He gave His one and only Son, that whoever believes in Him shall not perish but have eternal life. For God did not send His Son into the world to condemn the world but to save the world 
through him. Jesus came on our rescue mission to make a way for us who had been separated from God to be able to come back and be reconciled to him because the heart of God is that he loves us and wants to be with us. We've gone our own way, but he's made a way back. So how do we do this? You know, how do, how do we be uh, those that um, help people to hear and receive and respond to this amazing message that, that we've been entrusted with to share with others, uh, this message of reconciliation? And what I would say to you is that what we have to do is we have to love people enough for them to listen. We have to love them well enough that they'll listen. The problem that we face is that the church, over the last season of however long, and not, when I say the church, the church in general, um, instead of loving people well, just got into this big critical judgmental thing and stopped loving people the way they were supposed to. And the, 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 res- the response of our culture was they muted us. They just hit the big mute button. You know how you can do that at home? You like the mute button when some you know, commercials are on or something? You, have, you ever thought maybe you'd like to have the mute button for somebody around you? If you that's kind of snarky, though, so I probably shouldn't say that. <laughs> Bloop. <laughs> but the, the culture muted us and then said, we don't want you anymore in our day-to-day lives, in effect. We're going to take you out of this, and we're going to take you out of this, and we're going to take you out of this, and take you out of this, and you can kind of go over there and hang on the weekend, but then eventually they even took that away and said, we're going to do all sorts of stuff now on Sundays that we didn't used to do because we're done with you, in effect. Don't want to hear from you because we don't want to be judged and criticized and picked on and not loved. So, you know, we, we've had to sort of pick that up and, and repent from there, and so what we have to do is we have to go out of our way to let people know, no, no, we, we, you know, when we, we've messed that up in the past, we're here to love you well. We want to be kind to you. We, we want you to, to know the love of God. That's what we're here. That's the only reason we're here. Not to judge you. It's to love you in the relationship with God. And so we, we have to go out of our way to figure out how we love people so that they'll unmute us. That's really it. We're just, we're just looking for ways to touch people so they'll unmute us. Because, the, the, listen, the gospel message is so powerful. When, when, when people hear it and when they're open to hear it and the Holy Spirit's at work, people respond because they want to be with it. People want it, but the, the, it's just all gotten messed up. We've had our part, and so we're repenting that, and we just need to be kind a lot of times. Just love people, no strings attached. We had uh, 30 teenagers come down yesterday from Miami. They were, they were up there at a, at a little conference, part of the Vineyard Conference that stayed on with the kids, and so they said, hey, can, can we do anything? Come on down. So we gave them, uh, split them into two teams and sent one team over to Winn-Dixie and Bay of Honda and the other team up to Publix and Sombrero. We gave them 200 of our grocery bags each to give away, the nice little recyclable grocery bag. Got the big grape guy on there. And, and uh, we gave them each 100 beach balls and 100 Frisbees and uh, uh, 150 candy outreach things to go out and some coffee cups. And I said, listen, here's the deal. I just want you to go out, have fun, and be kind to people and give them stuff. It just kind of breaks down some barriers. No, we're not doing anything heavy. Just go out, have a good time, go out on the beach, go out with the beach balls and the frisbees and give them the folks as you go. And uh, go to the window, here's some recyclable bags. Everybody likes those now. And uh, so all those things are happening. Just, why do we do that? Just to be kind to folks. So that they know that there's, they're loved. Somehow they're going to hear it. Because if we can get them to unmute, we've got the message that can change their lives forever. And, and respond to the good news so that they can be in relationship with Him in, in heaven. So, last point. We're to become His righteousness. 2 Corinthians 5.21 God made Him who had no sin to be sin for us 
so that in Him we might become the righteousness of God. Righteousness, we, we talked about holiness the other day. Righteousness, people say, you know, isn't that all the rule-following stuff? Not at all. Righteousness is being right with God. It's, it's coming to know Jesus and, and, and having Him see you justified and then doing the next right thing. That's, that's what righteousness is, doing our best to do those things. And, and then we live this out in the world around us. We, we try and just walk this out with, with all the reality that we can, knowing the grace that we need, extending that grace to others, loving people the way that we've been loved, seeing people, the beauty of their potential, and treating them that way. That's what it means to be an ambassador. That's a big part of your identity. You're an ambassador for Christ. You're a citizen of heaven. And I want you to take those things in so that you have them with them. So that's going to be that for today. Next week, what we're going to do, we're going to stay in this series, but we're going to start talking about our attitude and the attitude that we need to have uh, in, in Christ. And Jesus fortunately did a whole sermon on that. You've probably heard of it called the Beatitudes. How convenient. So uh, we're going we're gonna to tap into that next week. But that's enough for this week.